Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, are you looking for a new swingers club to try out while on vacation in London, England? Well, on today's show, we're going to find out about the only swingers club in downtown London, where we had a chance to experience Le Boudoir Club firsthand after the Barcelona Bliss Cruise in June, and we had an amazing, fun, and sexy time together. We sure did. We sure did. You're going to hear all about it in a minute, but first we want to talk about our top waterproof blanket, because great sex is messy sex. But nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leakproof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And we are so excited to welcome today's naughty guest. Uh, the Surrey MILF, who's been a regular at Le Boudoir since they opened, she hosts their naughty list nights and, frankly, is part of the Le Boudoir family. She also has a higher pain threshold than any woman alive and loves to be flogged. Oh, we're going to hear all about this. My goodness, that sounds good. <laughs> all right, Surrey, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle, and thanks for taking time out of your day to be here. Hi there. Thank you for having me. <laughs> As you know, we uh, we actually know David and Claudia, and we've met them several times on many different trips, and we finally had a chance to get to Le Boudoir this summer. We were so excited to meet up with them there, and we had a great time at the club. And they uh, yeah. were supposed to be on today's show, but unfortunately had a little issue they have to take care of, so they have put forth their... Um, a beautiful spokesperson. Absolutely. Yes, Suri. Thank you gorgeous. for joining us at this last minute. Blonde. Unfortunately, she has her clothes on for the <laughs> show. But if you want to see her, go to Le Boudoir and she's there most of the time. So why don't you, ta- you. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how about yourself and how you got involved in Le Boudoir? Uh, well, I've been on the scene for four years. Um, I knew it was something that I was always interested in. Um, but obviously brush it under the carpet, pretend it's not happening. Uh, and then one day uh, a friend was talking to me and he kind of just saying, you know, you really, this is really the kind of scene for you. Why don't you give it a try? Um, and I was starting to do my research and obviously being a single lady and new, I was absolutely petrified and you just never really know where to start because there is no like idiot's guide to how to join the scene. 
So I did have to do a lot of lot of homework. Uh, and during that time, I actually came across the Boudoir's website. Uh, still reluctant, you know, had a good read and was thinking, God, I really want to try this, really want to try this, and was really nervous. But from the first email, I instantly felt, yeah, they, this is going to be the place for me because they were holding my hand and I was asking the most stupid questions, which now seem stupid to me. But um, at the time, it was, you know, what do I wear? What do I expect? It's the questions that I now get as a, a party host and a party promoter. Um, and I get asked it on the the, the, the swing and website that we're on as well. I get asked lots and lots of questions also through my Twitter, my Insta. It's, I seem to be like the go-to person where people ask all these questions. So I instantly felt at home um, just from the emails. And I still remember the first time I went. It was just so nerve-wracking for me. Um, I actually went with a couple that I had been talking to on another site that had also were newbies and were really nervous. So we kind of teamed up together and uh, went along and it, it literally is like the rest is history. I walked in and I was extremely nervous, but I tend to hide my nerves by being quite confident and seeming like I'm really confident. So I went in there as if I knew what I was doing and I had no idea. Um, and within a few hours, I dressed down and the staff were so welcoming. The, the people there were so welcoming. And I literally, for the first time in my life, actually felt at home. So that's how I kind of stumbled across the scene and stumbled across the boudoir. And through visiting that one night, I think if I'd had, if I, if, I think if I'd have gone anywhere else, because I, I've, I've been to other clubs and I've seen how they treat new people that come in, which I'm not saying they treat them badly, but there, there wasn't, I, I've not seen the same experience as what I had at the boudoir. So going there, I literally didn't feel like I was on my own even though I was and even though I was a vulnerable single girl that's how you feel at the time when in fact you just you're not you know you're in great company with with people that are, are well vetted were you in the lifestyle before you you went there as a single woman no mm, no so I'd never experienced anything it was all remote it was all I was like a keyboard warrior you know, so I was on a few sites and chatting to people and and asking them questions and also chatting to other newbies and, and as I say, just doing as much research so, as I could. So, so what was your need as a single woman to go to a swingers club and fuck other people? You could have just been going out on dates. How did you know about our world of the, the swinging lifestyle? It, well, it was a friend. It was a, a friend that I'd obviously confided in for quite a long time who kind of could guess I've got a very naughty side and and for me I don't believe in monogamy as a concept like I, I it works for some people it just doesn't work for me that doesn't that's got nothing to do with love from my perspective so for me to have the freedom to be able to go somewhere and not have to go through the you know, going out and trying to get to know somebody over a long period of time. And it, it's, 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 there's a, there's a rush of uh, when, when you just, you meet someone, you click with them, you kind of do what you do. And then you know, there's no ties. Absolutely. So, NS, so NSA, no strings attached. Right. Exactly. But were you like that naughty mischievous person growing up? Yes. <laughs> there you go. So had you had you so, had had you had a threesome or had you played so, with another girl before? Yeah. So 
I had my first threesome when I was when I hit 30 and I thought that that was really naughty and then I did nothing for such a long time as I say I I always knew that this was in me but I didn't know how to live it because obviously you're living by society's rules and Mm -hmm. you know that's not deemed as normal so I suppressed it for a, a, a long time, but it got to a point where I just thought, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to live my life the way other people expect me to live it. I need to live my life for me. So that's really what drove me to just say, fuck it. I'm going to just do what I want to do. I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm safe. You know, I'm. It, it, it was just the right path for me to take and I'm glad that I did I haven't looked back since so you had your very first experience in the lifestyle at Le Boudoir Club yes wow nice very nice and, and was it that first night you were there or was it consequently no, further on no, the, no the, it was it was further on but the first night for me was it was almost the equivalent of like um feeling that you've 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 kind of lived this life and then all of a sudden you just you're somewhere where you're totally accepted for who you are nobody judges you everyone is wearing whatever the hell they want with no judgment and everyone's friendly and it's not like you know if you go to a vanilla pub or bar and you've got people leering at you and it's it's all very i find that uncomfortable mm-hmm, absolutely. even though yeah whereas in le boudoir and on the scene in general, people are really respectful. It's all about communication, consent, you know, and that's the thing that I love. It's it's a safe environment to be in, to really be able to express yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when we first fell into this lifestyle and we realized that we found our tribe. We found our home where we felt comfortable and we didn't even know it because we discovered it without even knowing it existed. So I get what you're saying. You just know yeah. that you're in the right place and there's no other way to explain it to somebody who hasn't been there. So so, re- so you, you went into this beautiful environment. You met this couple. Now, were you looking to play with the guy? Were you looking to play with the girl? Like, do you prefer cock no. or pussy? No, so so the thing is, I I never really go anywhere even now with an agenda. I go with, I know what my preferences are, and I know that I mean I've I've had a a list that's obviously been ticked over the years. Yeah. Um, but I went that night with the, with this couple that were also new to the scene, had never been to a club. It was that was more a uh, let's do this together type thing, and I wasn't interested in them. I think they were in me, but I'm. I was very good at the very start and I'm still really good at it now at managing somebody's expectation. I don't give anyone any false hope. I'm very, it's almost like whenever I'm in a club or a party situation or anything on the scene, I'm, I'm very much like I'm in the vanilla world. I'm just straight up, you know, I, I just, I don't find awkwardness Mm -hmm. at all. I I know some people are like, Oh, I don't want to talk to them too much because they'll get the wrong impression. I I don't have any of those issues because yeah, I just think that I'm just pretty straight with people. So with, with with regards to them, we just had a great time because it felt like we were in this this little group and then we were just able to express ourselves and we just felt completely at home. We were able to dress down and it was it was amazing being able to just walk around a club in your lingerie yeah. and you just that's where I've got my confidence. 
believe it or not. It took me all those years of just kind of living a vanilla life that really wasn't me to go to a club to all of a sudden feel completely accepted and feel like I was completely at home in that environment and just be able to be the exhibitionist that I actually am. And that first, <laughs> that first experience, did they take you and put you on the bed and undress you or were you the aggressive one and said, I want you guys? So we're you talking about the first time I played. In yeah, life yeah. On yeah. So that was um, that was with a really nice couple, um, and it was just it was. I mean, this was probably my third time at the boudoir because from the, the first visit, I pretty much went every weekend, um, and sometimes I'd go on a Friday and a Saturday because I ended up, you know, with a lot of friends, and you you'd meet along the way, and then we would all just it was just be like the equivalent of us going out for a drink after work on a Friday night at a normal pub. Oh, yeah, we're just gonna shall we meet this weekend? And and it, that wasn't necessarily just about sex. That was just about meeting and being in the environment. But this this night, I met this couple, and we were just talking for for hours, and they were sharing their experiences, I was sharing mine, and it was just natural flirtation that just sort of led to it. There was no like oh, so are we going to play now? Or, you know, well, what do you want to do? There was none of that. It just, it was very organic. And that's what I liked about it. I think had it been stuck on me or, you know, been put on me, I might have kind of been like, mm, not so sure. But anything that's organic is just so much better. And that was that experience. So I was really lucky that my first experience was a good one. Nice. I love that makes a big difference in your future experiences too. So always try to have the best experience possible to start with. That's for sure. Now, yeah. how do you like to play in the lifestyle? Is it normally threesomes? Is that where, where you're at? I, I have, uh, when I first started on the scene, I would say it was very much, I was into meeting couples with a female and I was very, because I hadn't explored my bi side at all. So that was something that I really wanted to do. And obviously, I'm four years in now. So it's not I've been there, done that. But it's like, right, I now want to move on to something else. So I have a partner that's also on the scene. Uh, we actually met on the scene, um, both the singles. Um, and we we are a few years in now and very happy. But the way I've changed is obviously I've gone from being a single girl and not having to think of anybody else and what they want to now being in a different situation where we've all got we've got to think of each other and then you know get on with the couple so generally we will meet couples um but i'm quite into the whole mmf thing at the moment that's because it's something i haven't had the opportunity to do much of um so we did have one recently which was absolutely awesome that's good <laughs> it was my and it was my birthday weekend, so I deserved it. But for me, what I'm actually thinking of now and, and what's something that I really want is I do like the idea of couples, but I really do like the idea of there always being an extra guy. Okay. So, you know, to have another couple that we get on well with and an extra guy is kind of like where I'm at at the moment. You like your cock, you that's all I can say. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's it, I kind of like both, but I've got a huge amount of energy. Um, and I tend to find that if there's an extra man there, I'm occupied at all times. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And I'm sure he's loving because it too. You get along great with Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if there's if there's two couples, there, there nearly always comes a time where someone is sort of sat out because obviously, right, right, yeah. Right, right. And I just prefer to be occupied at all times. Gotcha. So, so, ha- so, ha- so have you tried uh, the two cocks in your pussy? Yeah. 
Mm, nice, right? I love yeah. a full pussy. Yeah, that is uh, that is definitely something that I want more of for yeah. sure. Yeah, and, and a cock in each hand. You can, there's nothing wrong with a cock, cock in each hand and uh, going in, in mouth, mouth at the same time. That's all good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Greedy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk more about your sex life in a bit and more about the club in a bit, but we, we know that you also travel on vacation and on lifestyle vacations. Tell us a little bit about the differences of going to a club for the evening to meet couples versus going on vacation, having seven days or, or multiple days to meet people and play with them. So. I find, obviously, in a club situation, you are limited on time. Um, I do like to get to know people a little bit more than just your five-minute chat, let's go upstairs and play. It's not to say that I wouldn't do that, but generally, I like to get to know people. So I love I love the clubs because you never know what's going to, who's going to be there, you know, who you're going to meet. And it is all, it's very exciting. Um, but the difference for me is when you are, on a holiday you've got that time to actually spend with people really get to know them and form more of a connection so for me if that if the connection is there and you're getting on great it just makes the play amazing agreed uh, rather than you know just having only known someone for like half an hour and then be playing i just i find that more of a transaction uh-huh. than a meaningful kind of three or four five hour play is, sure. pre- is my preference as well I you know to play in a club for four or five hours um, there is something <laughs> there is something to be said to meeting a couple in a club and 15 minutes later you're naked fucking having a great time then half an yeah. hour later you put your clothes on and you're back at it with other people but i think carol and i agree that um getting to know people over the period of more days um is, is how we prefer to play and meet people yeah uh, I, I know what you mean, though, with regards to, you know, just meeting someone and then be fucking them yeah. within like half an hour. That is really exciting. Um, and if you go to like I was because I went to the boudoir pretty much every weekend, you end up forming these relationships that you would form being with somebody on holiday for a week anyway. Yeah. Um, so they, that, that comes with, you know. But, and that that's great when that happens and you can find people oh god they're here tonight oh brilliant you just know that you're in for a good night no matter what and um so that but, uh, yeah i like i like the playing both but um i have to say that the com- the more of the connection that you can get with people when you are abroad on holiday with them is 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 probably more for me cool 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 yeah, so let's tell us a little, a little bit more about the Le Boudoir as if I was a newbie and I'm asking you questions like, is there a dress code? What are the rules? Tell us a little bit of those things. Um, so Le Boudoir are really, really great at um, offering up this information. As I say, when I first, well, before I even went on my first visit, the amount of questions that I asked over email and, and they were all answered and it really did set my mind at ease. So, you know, as a newbie, the dress code is for a lady you know you're it's you have to be comfortable obviously people assume that you have to go there dressed like you know julia roberts from pretty woman or something you don't you know you can go in a nice classy dress or you can go in a slut dress as i call them i have a slut wardrobe which you know has holes in everything and laces that do up at the back and then everything else is bare um, so you can, you know, it's, it's dressed to impress, you know, put your best assets on show. Um, the best part for me is obviously the dress down part. 
which I was always I was nervous about first but now it's like the, the highlight of the night for me and I sometimes take two or three outfits um and it is really exciting when all the girls get dressed down because you know you're looking at each other and talking about your lingerie and how amazing you look and and it gives you this confidence that you, no, no other environment will give you um so as a newbie you just where what you want and what makes you feel sexy is probably my advice to anybody but if people want specifics then you know and there's nothing nothing you can't go wrong with an lbd and um a pair of high heels or lubes i wear a lot of louboutins so uh they're definitely sex isn't sex without a pair of those on your feet <laughs> for sure and are there rules in the club yeah, I mean, etiquette is is you know is is key. Um, well, we know we know the first three rules of are, the lifestyle are in general. Ask first, no means no, and if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. So the level of respect is 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 number one when you go into a club, and and we know um, from Claudia and David that if if somebody doesn't follow those first three rules, they don't get to stay in the club. No, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. They are, they're very good at that. I mean, the, the whole thing is, is to make, uh, you can't have one pest, as I call them, mm-hmm. in the club that's then going to ruin everybody else's night because you want people to leave the club with uh, with a smile on their face and, and not not an experience of someone that they've had to basically tell to fuck off. Right. You know, when you have your pests, it doesn't really, I, I don't really see much of it but but it's generally as you say the respect and yeah neither do we we usually see a lot of respect now uh, a lot of newbies uh, don't realize that you don't actually have to play with anybody how do you how do you guys um you know you can even watch right tell us a little bit at le boudoir what happens when people don't really want to play but they want to just watch well as i as i say to anybody i I was so we host Velvet Underground at Le Boudoir on the last Saturday of, um, of each month. And obviously I get a lot of these questions of newbies that are coming via myself. Um, and also the club, we all kind of get the same questions and they're like, well, you know, what if we don't want to play? And 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 I'm, I always say to people, there are no set rules within this scene. There really isn't. I mean, the, the myth is, oh, everybody just fucks everybody no matter what. And it, it really isn't like that. I know couples where they only play with each other um, and rarely dabble anywhere else, but they like being watched and they like the environment and they feel sexy within the environment and being in a room where other people are playing. So they like that. I know people that are a couple that will only, well, the, the unicorn hunters that are only looking for a single female, the ones that are only the cuck couples. I've got lots of cuck friends where they're only obviously looking for a male and, then you've got the people that love your orgies and it, there are no rules. And that's the brilliant thing about this scene. You, people that are new can think that you have to follow a certain set of rules. And it's like, no, you make up the rules because everybody is different. Um, so, you know, with, within um, Le Boudoir, I see so many different dynamics and I, you know, I just look on and I just love to see people expressing themselves and they're happy. And it's just, it's just a brilliant environment to be in. If I'm a newbie and you were talking about yourself being a newbie and I come to the club and I don't know anybody, what do I do? Well, I, well, I, I obviously I went there with a couple that I actually didn't know, but I had been speaking to. So I wouldn't say I went there with friends um, because they were completely new to me as well. 
Um, but I went there pretty much as a single lady, didn't know anybody in there. And how do you get people to speak to you is when you go there, when I went there as a newbie, I had, I was looked after by Dave. He kind of showed me around um, in, and, and it's the same as what I do with newbies when they come to LB. Um, I will probably introduce them to people that I know are going to be welcoming, possibly give them a bit of advice or just just look after them, you know. And it's not to say they're babysitting them all night, but within the scene anyway, we love it when we do see newbies or meet newbies because we just like to give them such a nice welcoming experience that they want to come back and they're not put off. So the important thing with us when I first went to LB, which I experienced myself and what we do now at the boudoir is we make sure that newbies are not just left sitting in the corner. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I, if I spot that, I even if I'm not hosting a night and I'm just there socialising myself, if I spot that, I do make a, an effort to go and speak to people. But so does Dave and so does Claudia and so do other members of the team. And that was what I experienced when I first went there. And that's why I think had I gone somewhere else, I might not have had that experience of being looked after in that way. Um, So the fact that they took the, they made that effort and was obviously conscious that their experience, we're all, you know, when we can see a newbie, we know how that feels. They made the conscious effort to make me feel welcome and to introduce me to people that, then I didn't, I felt, right, I, this is fine, I can do this. You know, I can go and talk to people myself. And that's what, as I say, gave me a huge amount of confidence. And off the back of that one chance night that I went there, wasn't sure how I was going to feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I made so many friends and uh, went back there every weekend. So I think it I was think- just... I think the majority of the clubs that we've been to around the world are very similar. Uh, First of all, if you're a newbie, you come in and you get a tour of the club. And there's always a couple, whether it be a host couple or even if we're at a club like you were just saying and we notice someone coming in and sitting by themselves, we'll go over and introduce ourselves. So, um, you know, the lifestyle is all about the people. And the more people that are in the lifestyle, the better it is. And um, I, I think everybody is so open and gregarious and, and is wanting to talk and meet other people. Now, we know there's n- not everybody is compatible for everybody, but there are compatible people for everyone in the lifestyle. And yeah. um, anybody who's thinking about going to a club and worried about, oh, what am I going to do and who am I going to know shouldn't have any of those issues because there will be someone who will come up to you and say, hi, my name is David. I'm Carol. Um where, do you, where are you from? Is this your first time here? And the conversation flows very organically from there. And just as a reminder, try, try not to sit in the corner yeah. if you want to meet people. If you go, just want to, to the bar. yeah. If you just want I mean, to watch, I that's to... one thing because sometimes people are people watchers. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to meet someone, don't sit in a corner. Like be in the middle but of the phone. I, I have to say, it's it's almost like the moment any so even people that might be relatively quiet in their vanilla life the moment they step into the club it's like all of a sudden we all take on this this different kind of persona where all of a sudden we just it's just part and parcel of the lifestyle is to be outgoing is to be nurturing of those that are new um and that's the thing that le boudoir definitely do well so i have been to a club i forgot to tell you in Amsterdam, and it was probably one of the worst club experiences I've had. 
Um, the club was stunning, but you know when you were saying everywhere you've been, you found that it's like LB welcoming and you've got the, the actual, the people that work there and the owners kind of invest in their clients. This place just didn't. And I really, I mean, we left pretty soon. It was just very seedy so you can get those I think if, if had that club been my first experience I don't think I would have gone to a club again for a long time yeah, it would I would have taken a lot of convincing right. for someone to convince me that they weren't all like that right. so this is why I think anyone that's actually thinking anyone that's listening now that hasn't been to a club and is really thinking they want to try one choose your club carefully because if you do have that experience that isn't so, you know, isn't what you were, sometimes it's not exactly what you're expecting. But if it's like the experience that I had in Amsterdam, I, yeah, I've, I wouldn't have gone back. However, I was really lucky cool. and found the right club for me. That's Great. good. Yeah. Um, so, so, so tell us, I'm going to move back to the club. Um, tell us a little bit about the different areas of the club and what different types of sex you can have there. So the thing that I love about the, the boudoir is that you, uh, the myth is with newbies is that you walk into a club and everyone's just fucking right in front of you and that's it. And it's really not like that, as you know, and as other people that are listening that have been to clubs know. But for, for people that haven't been, uh, you walk into the boudoir and you've got your, your entrance area. And then on the, the floor that you walk in on, which is the middle floor, you've got your social area and you've got your bar, and it's a really lovely area. You have um, your smoking area, and then when you go downstairs, you've obviously got the lockers and the changing area and the dungeon. And the dungeon was always my favourite place. Um, I love to be flogged. Um, the dungeon's just just this little taboo area that you love. So that's on the, the lower ground. Um, you have your, um, your cross down there. You've got your... Uh, your handcuffs and it's just I just love it because it's a really like dark area um and if you go up to the top floor that's where you've got your your prey room so you've got like your I think your headmaster's office and you've got a little cubby hole area that you just climb up a little ladder which just got a, a net curtain over it so people can look in but they're not like their head isn't in there and then you've got obviously the large playroom area with all the large beds and the chaise and it's um, my favorite part of the club is the dungeon of course of course um, <laughs> yes <laughs> So just hang on for a second there, Suri. We just want to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're chatting with Suri from Le Boudoir, all about sexy clubbing and swinger clubs. We're going to be back right after this, after we tell everybody about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year. Absolutely, and you know that topless travel provides the sexiest and most erotic vacations ever, from Keto 2 in Jamaica to Desire in Cancun to all the Bliss Cruise experiences. Topless travel is ours and needs to be your number one choice. And of course, their trips and events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to those sexy host couples, including Jessica and Justin, and of course, Party Mark, who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. And you've heard many times, that we do go on many of the topless travel trips but listen up the desire pearl resort takeover in october and the next bliss cruises in november 2022 and april 2023 are already sold out so if you want to be part of one of the hottest and sexiest 
lifestyle beach party vacations ever, then you need to book now and join us from February 25th to March 4th, 2023 at Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. It is the world's most iconic adult playground. And as usual, we'll be broadcasting live from Hedo 2, so come and join us for the week. We would love to meet you and maybe get you onto our show. The rooms are absolutely selling out quickly, so go and book now. So for more information about this trip or any of the topless travel events, you can go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, I know you couldn't wait and you want to hear more from Surrey all about Le Boudoir and clubs and stuff. You know, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we're having a great discussion with Surrey. So Surrey, when I introduced you and I found out that you're described as the woman with the highest threshold for pain because you love to be <laughs> flogged, tell us a little bit about that because that's very intriguing. So this actually stems from my first visit to Le Boudoir. I had no idea that I would even be remotely interested in being flogged. Um, but I found myself in the dungeon on my first night as um, David had uh, shown me around the club and I thought, oh, I like this area. This looks, you know, naughty. So anything that's naughty and taboo, I thought, oh, I'll give it a try. And um, I was flogged that night. But the person that was flogging me went, a bit gentle and I thought I'm not into all this fluffy stuff I don't want the build up I don't want the feathers on the back of my legs and so a few weeks in when I got a little bit more confidence and found my voice I remember uh, going down there and just saying to someone I just want you to just beat the shit out of me and they just looked at me like what so yes I had uh, what I would consider a tame blogging but it was a lot harder than the first time and then I just thought to myself, God, I really like this. And I, I have no idea why. Like, don't ask me why. I have no idea why. But the one thing that I do love about it is the next day I look down on my thighs and on my like, sides and I can see what I call my war wounds and my little marks. And I know that where that came from. So I sit there and chuckle to myself because everybody else around me if they could see them would have no idea so it's like my little, my little thing but I yeah. yeah and it's also I'm also a very competitive person so um I would never say no to a guy I'll never say stop like you will never and there have been times where I thought oh my god god this is hurting and I still won't say stop and it ends up that the guys end up saying I can't do this anymore but I yeah I do um I do. I've been tied to the pole at the boudoir a few times and, and flogs. And um, even David and Claudia just kind of squint their eyes <laughs> and say, how the hell do you do that? But it's kind of, I call it my party piece now. <laughs> Um, and Suri, and does, get, it, I, does it turn you on sexually? Does your pussy get wet? And, and after you're done, do you need to fuck someone? Is, is it, do you get turned on or is it a different sensation? Do you know what? I, it's, I, it's nothing to do with that at all. I really put it down to um, I'm submissive, but I put this down to being in control. It, I, I can't really explain. It's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just something to do with not letting a guy get the better of me with regards to being able to hurt me. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I try to talk about this with a lot of my friends and they just think, oh, it must be something from your past. And But it's it's something that I love. I'm well known for it. Um, there's plenty of photos with me with marks all up me and yeah 
that uh, I, I just I just love it. I, I really don't know why, but as I say, it's my party piece. And then, um, yeah, the crowd kind of don't really know where to look when I am um, at the boudoir on the pole being beaten and offering flogger to everyone that wants to give it a try. Now, when you have sex, do you like being tied to a bed and being blindfolded and having like a guy or a girl or two guys just take you? Um, so tying up, um, I've not really had a huge amount of that. Would I, I've been tied to a door before. Um, it, it, do you know what? It depends on, it's, it, it depends on the person and exactly what they're doing. I'm not, I'm not into like being tied up on the whole sensual thing. Okay. Forget that. Cool. Um, that's not really for me. Um, I, the whole taken, God, yes, absolutely. There's there's just something about just being told what to do or being controlled in that sense. Amazing, but only by a man. Mm. It's really weird. I am submissive with guys, but I'm not submissive with women. Now, I'm not dominant with women, but I will not let a woman dominate me. Oh, interesting. Mm. Very when, interesting. When, when Carol ties me down, my cock gets as hard as it ever is. I Even love... if I tell him, don't move your arms. Yeah. You know, like keep them there behind your head and they're not really tied anywhere. He gets so yeah. turned on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I, I like the naughtiness. I like the teasing. I like the not being able to move. Um, and um, Carol doesn't like that. But, you know, if we're fucking and I'm holding her hands down or holding them behind her head, um, it, it gets me turned on a lot. I mean, her pussy gets super wet also. Um, we're not really kinksters. No, um, not really. But we do play a little bit with, you know, a couple of blindfolds. Uh, I mean, you, kink and BDSM doesn't have to mean you have to go to a dungeon. A blindfold, some silk, some feathers, yep. um, a couple of restraints is, is good. But, you know, just that mind fuck where you don't move. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and we've gotten good lately with some edging, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. this hand job thing where she's stroking my cock and I'm just ready to come and she takes her hands <laughs> off and starts rubbing my chest or kissing me or sitting on my face and then goes back to it. Um, we've learned a lot of different ways to um, add some non-traditional sex into our sex lives. Yeah, uh, I would say, see, I considered myself uh, quite adventurous when I first joined the scene and went to the boudoir. And when I look back on it, yeah, I was pretty adventurous for a vanilla person. But uh -huh. I, the, what, what I've discovered about myself since being on the scene is unbelievable. When I joined the scene, I thought I was dominant and soon figured out that I'm actually not. And for me, the things that really get me going, I'm definitely about a, a mental thing. So anything that shouldn't be done is kind of taboo. That's, that is what I want to do more than anything. So, <laughs> so fisting. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Massively into that. Not just one either. Oh, wow. I've had double. Wow. wow. Which when, when when I requested the second one go in the second place, his eyes nearly bulged out of his head. It's like, <laughs> what the hell? You're so tiny. How is this even possible? Um, you know, hard, hard, hard anal. I would consider myself an anal queen. Okay. Um, f deep throating, choking out. But I didn't know any of this until I joined the scene, but I love it because really that's always been there and I always kind of thought about those things whenever I'd see it in porn or something and never imagined in a million years I'd have the confidence to do it um 
So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very cool. And when you told us that you have a partner, is it? do you have a partner only for playing in the lifestyle or is this a life partner no. as well? This is this is a uh, we've we've been together for nearly well two and a half years. Okay. Um, and yeah, very much together, very much a solid couple. Um, that was a very very unusual transition, you know. As I say, going from being single and, and only being responsible for myself to all of a sudden being in love with someone and embarking on this thing was uh, well is a podcast all in itself. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was uh, hard, but yeah, it's um, we're very much uh, together. We cool. play together, stay together. That's uh-huh. our kind of yeah. motto. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, Dave and I, uh, we found the lifestyle together, so we evolved not evenly, but I'm saying we evolved together in our own years ways. Ago. Yeah, and so yeah, fun. Lots yeah. Of so fun. you guys already had that. You guys already had that foundation before joining the scene. Yes, yes. It's really difficult. I oh well, I found it difficult Adjusting. to be on the scene and try to get that foundation and the trust there whilst being on the scene yeah. is actually quite difficult to gotcha. do. Yeah, it's imagine. not as easy as it sounds. You people just assume you can do this and you can fall into it and it really wasn't that easy. Oh, cool. Interesting. All right. So oh, I've come out the other side now. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay now. Obviously. <laughs> So another another little question. Um, we're at the club and a couple's talking to us and we're really not into them. What do we do? Well, so I I talk to couples all the time and I'm not into them. I just I literally um, well it depends on how they how, how the conversation's going. They're saying okay, do you so want, if, they're saying do you want to go in the back and fuck? Do you, and we're do not, you want to play? So yeah. it depends on your character, I guess. I know some people that would have said, no, no, not tonight. You know, we're not playing. A lot of people just make up an excuse. Oh, we're not playing or something. But, I mean, if that's, if that's what somebody is, because I think I've had people that have said that to me. People don't really say that to me very often. I think that I've been told that I'm, I can be quite intimidating, which I don't think I am. But, I, you know, because I'm quite, quite confident and talkative and... So I don't get asked that question a lot, but when I do, I just I just say, oh, you know, no, we're not playing tonight, or you know, yeah, I, I, because what do you say? I know it's not <laughs> so easy, but the thing is that I mean, I like talking to people, and David says, well, they think you're into them because you're really like, and, and I get animated, and I can talk close, and and I don't realize that I'm actually flirting with them. And David said, well, if you don't want to play with them, don't flirt with them. I go, I'm, I'm having fun. We're having great conversation. Doesn't mean I have to fuck them, and so I, yeah. I don't stop myself. So I I usually just say. You, you know, not not tonight, but I still want to fuck the guy beside me, not this one, but maybe somebody else. So I don't want to say, well, we're not playing. And I'll just, oh, yeah. thank, thanks, but no thanks. You know, that's yeah. all. I'm not into it right I now. And, it, it you know, I don't want to stop awkward. from having fun. And I don't really plan to flirt and leave them hanging. That's and, not my goal either. And sometimes it's okay to say, you know what, guys? We're not into that right now. Yeah. It's not what we're looking not for. Tonight. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I. I know. It, it, it's. It's one of those ones. I can never really answer the question until I'm in the situation. Right. <laughs> it will have all depended on how the conversation's gone before, how much flirting's gone on. I will say, as a general rule, if I'm not interested in somebody, I wouldn't flirt with them anyway. Right. I will speak to them as if I'm talking to somebody, as I say, yes. in a normal bar or right. restaurant or right. somewhere. Right. Uh, so I try not to give off any signs like that because I just think that that's pretty crap of me to be like that and then say no thank you all right the other side of the coin is it okay to go and play with a couple come back meet another couple and then go play with them for round two 
absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And we encourage it. I mean, you, a happy club is a club that's playing a lot. Um, you know, the club's amazing for seeing these things. I've got friends of mine that, and they're literally up and down, up and down all night. And I just, I love it because they, they love it. Um, absolutely. There's, as I say, no rules um, and you, you, you know, no strings attached, you know, right. you go, you play. And if you want to go and play with somebody else, absolutely. And if you don't want to play with anybody, absolutely. Now, if you were to you know, talk to a newbie couple, what would you suggest that they should discuss before going into the club together as a couple? I probably have this conversation at least three or four times a month. Um, my advice to all newbie couples, and because I have been there recently myself, although I've been on the scene for years, I have, you know, relatively new couple, is communication, communication, communication. The things you need to discuss are, you know, kind of what are your boundaries for this night? Now, you can have rules one night that may not apply on another night because it might just depend on the situation. But be really clear on what they are and to also respect if, if, if your partner's telling you or suggesting, oh, I don't, you know, I don't really want to see you kissing or something and, and it's something you want to do. You kind of, you have to respect what your partner's wishes are. Compromise, talk things through, you know, always discuss if there's something where you get that ouch moment, you know, that moment where you're like, oh, not really sure I like that. You don't obviously break up what's happening, but the best thing to do is to discuss that straight away. But, you know, before you go into anything, you, I think you just have to be very clear on what is not acceptable more than what's acceptable i think you just have to be very clear on that and how about, do you guys i mean yeah, how did you guys well, you did that? one of the things that we started off with and we tell people all the time is once you make up these rules and guidelines before you go into a club don't change them on the fly yeah stick yeah. for the evening with what you decided if you saw something that's really hot and really cool do it next time. Right. And the worst thing yeah. about uh, a newbie couple is that you don't really know what you don't know. Right. So you're, yeah. you're thinking the worst. You're always thinking the worst thing that possibly could happen. Uh, and it's probably yeah. not going to be like that. So once you have a little bit more experience, revise your list again. Think about those but, boundaries well, also, that you have. What I've also found with some newbie couples, though, it's the opposite of that, where they don't imagine that they're going to feel how they're actually going to feel if right. they see something. So they, they expect everything's going to feel amazing and you're going, oh, I'm going to be fine with that. I've got no problem with that. I'm telling you, sometimes when it comes to it, it could be the most, the smallest thing that's, you know, it could be that it's not about them fucking someone, it's about them passionately kissing yes. someone. That could, yes. So you have to be prepared for that as well. But I agree with you with not changing the rules that you have for that night because that can be confusing mm -hmm. and that can cause problems. But, you know, advice after is if there was anything that kind of bugged you or you're not overly keen on or you kind of want to adjust slightly, you just yeah. have to Keep say talking. what is on your mind yeah. and what's bothering you because yeah. if you let something fester and build up, it is only going to cause you problems and the whole point of being able to go to a club and being on the scene is that this is, you know, this is meant to be fun. It's not meant to uh, cause problems in your 
normal life. Right, exactly. And one of the things, to enhance it, not yeah, cause the problems. And one of the things we always say is you never take one for the team. And, you know, oh, gotcha. uh, you know, and we've been in this situation because, you know, there's a lot of fantasies and things that go through my head that I want to do. And if Carol says, you know, I'm not really into that, well, we just don't do it. Or we agree, we negotiate how we're going to do it together where Carol doesn't have to do something she doesn't want to do. But if it's really something that's not good for her, not good for me, we just move on and find something that's good for our couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you don't know until you've tried. You don't know you're not going to like that until it's there in front of you. Uh, like you this said, the small the thing. thing, like a passionate yeah. kiss, you have no clue that that's going to trigger yeah. you in some way. But but the other thing, I mean, to give anyone listening that is new hope, is that the, the, the really strict rules that I had in place very early on, they they've started to ease, right? And some of them are not there anymore, yes. and depending on the situation some of them might come back it's everything is quite fluid um but i have to say you know what what was there at the very start we're now somewhere else and there's like a new rule because i've been in a situation that i wasn't comfortable with but i couldn't have imagined i wouldn't be comfortable with it because i've never experienced it before and it is all about how you handle those the experiences that you don't like it's how you handle them at the time and also afterwards Absolutely. Because the aftercare is so important, really. The aftercare of your relationship is really important. So if you know, uh, if you experience something that you don't like, it really is important that you discuss it and accept what your 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 partner's saying or you know, because they might have really enjoyed it but you didn't like seeing it. It doesn't mean they're right and it doesn't mean you're right and it's just about coming together and just making sure that you're both on the same page at all times. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, there are not enough single women or unicorns in the lifestyle for the couples that want them. How as a couple, and you you started off as a unicorn, um, a single woman in the clubs, how does a couple approach you to make you want to play with us? What are some of the things that you would look for as a single um, that would be titillating for you to say, yes, I want to go fuck you guys? Well, obviously, attraction. Uh, you, you have to have that. Um, I, but for me, uh, I I'm built differently from the other unicorns that I know. Um, they are very, uh, they're very much they can cut a head off and just be with a body, and they don't need people to flirt with them very much. Whereas I definitely need a connection more than anything. Um, without that, I mean, you could be, you know, absolutely stunning. If there's no connection there, uh, I can't. So how would people approach me? Just just treat me as you would treat anybody else. Just talk to me about anything other than sex. Then, still, then you can go the sexy chat and the flirting. And the, it's just really, <laughs> I, I don't, it's really hard to explain. Um, I know things that put me off. I can't really pinpoint exactly what would turn me on. So what would, what would turn things. you off then? Um, somebody, you know, you can kind of hear or see what's going on in their head and not, they're talking to you, but they're looking through you because all they're thinking about is the end result. Uh, yeah. So that is a turn off. And, or I could be having a really great conversation with someone thinking, oh, God, these guys are great. And then all of a sudden, so we're going to play them. The moment they say that, uh, it's instantly such a turn off for me. Um, also, somebody that um, is all about, what they want me to do to their girl and it hasn't you know 
don't worry about me. I'm, I, I appreciate that this is about me being their toy, but don't don't make it be known that I'm just your plaything. Mm. You know, or I want you to do this to her. I want you to do that to her. No, this is about three of us here. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. if this is not, I'm, I'm not, you know, this, this toy that's just going to jump to your tune. And so things like that would put me off. And yeah. do you? And also I get, that, I get that. Also, it sounds like uh, I would probably yeah. be the same. Yeah, and and are you? Yeah. Th- would, yeah. Were you the type of person who, when it was, oh yeah, I really like this couple, you would say with them, take each of their hands and say, let's go play. No. So remember what I said to you earlier. I'm submissive. Uh-huh. I don't instigate anything. Oh, interesting. Not even with my partner. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Just you, in normal you life. let it happen organically because that's what you said earlier that you like that yeah. organic uh, or, trend. Yeah, so it's either organic or obviously not in a in a situation with somebody I've just met that they take. Uh. But I, when I've been on like a meet, so I've been on lots of meets where there's like two guys, two girls. And um, in my single days, I would have like my female friend and there would be two single guys. And, and there'd always be one single guy that just wouldn't take. Mm. And I remember saying once to somebody, you really are not going to get to play with me unless you are really assertive and go for the kill because I'm not going to yeah. come up to you and start doing all the flirting that everybody else does with mm. you because that's not in my makeup to be like that. Interesting. So you either take or you miss out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so, when, when, it, when, yeah. It, when it comes to Carol, when it's time to go, she says, are we going to talk or are we going to fuck? <laughs> yeah, so I'm the one who <laughs> takes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that. I love that. I admire women like that and i do look and think oh my god i wish but it, it, it's not it, it's not something that even would turn me on to want to be like that so but yeah unless you take with me it's well, not happening. everyone's but, different and it's just so interesting yeah. to, to hear all the different stories yeah. and how all the things yeah. work but we yeah. are coming to the end of our hour oh my goodness it went very very quickly and we always love to end our show with some final advice what would you say if i asked you how does coming to a lifestyle club improve a couple's relationship and their sex life confidence i would say it might give that let's just say one partner was really you know quite shy in the bedroom in in normal life going there and seeing how other people are and how open other people are and how much fun other people are having with without any inhibitions would could possibly give somebody else confidence. It also, I think, enables couples to think outside the box a bit more, being able to communicate and actually being able to watch something potentially together and whispering in each other's ear and and just that in itself will you know, when you get out of the club and go back to your hotel or go back home, you'll be talking about that. And you're, God, when you get home, it'd, it'd be electric. It's, it, you know. Um, I would have else? to say that over the years, we have seen so many couples who were newbies decided to go to a club or on a lifestyle vacation, and they weren't swingers. They just went for a nice erotic evening or erotic trip. And what they saw and the things and people they spoke to made them open up that those lines of communication that a lot of vanilla couples don't have. And yeah. like you were saying earlier, the would we, could we, should we discussion um, starts the journey for them to find ways to have sex other than the missionary position on their bed, which they might have been doing yeah. for 20 years. 
And um, we believe that it just enhances an already great relationship and couples may think they have a good sex life, but by seeing other people and listening and talking to other open-minded people, we know that couples are much stronger when they can start talking more openly and freely about sex. Uh, yeah, when, when they can start talking more openly about what they want, the, half the problem is is you have these things that go on in your head in the vanilla world, what I did before I joined the scene, and you can't voice them to your partner through fear of upsetting them and them thinking it's about them and not realizing that this is actually just about you and it has nothing to do with the fact you don't love them. And so I definitely think that going to a club and experiencing that and actually seeing it firsthand is definitely something that I think everyone should try once. And most people that try it once, I would say will probably go back and dabble either every now and then or they'll be full on on the scene. You know, it's such a... It's a very addictive environment to be in, especially, you know, you you would have found that yourself in the boudoir. Just the the atmosphere is just sexy and, yeah, it just, it gets your mind, it gets the juices going in your head, like your your creative juices going and you go home and come up with all sorts of things and order all sorts of toys (laughs) off the back of going to a club, you know. All right, Suri, we are at the end of our hour. That absolutely flew by. Thank you so much for sharing all that great information. Can you tell us how people can find Le Boudoir online? Yeah. Okay. So if you search Le Boudoir London online, or you can go to the Insta page. They do have an Insta page. Um, But the best way to do this is to search Le Boudoir online. And of course, if you missed any of this information, just go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all their information. You can even contact them directly from there. Absolutely. And we're learning more and more every week from all our great guests. We hope you do too. If you have any questions at all, you know you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Alrighty. Wow. The end of another great show with another great guest. Suri, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. And like we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. So join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I and Suri send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 